a normalized culture to say, no, that's just not what we eat at this hospital. That's not what we eat during this lunch hour. That's not what, let's say, we're getting a catered meal. We're not getting, you know, Chick-fil-A. Bonjour, friends. Welcome to Whole Body Optimism, the podcast that's all about embracing a modern approach to positive. I'm Dr. Chrissy, and I'll be your guide on this journey toward a happier, healthier, and more optimistic you. All right, everybody. Today, I am so excited that we have someone who is local in New Orleans joining us via Zoom and going to talk to us about her business that she started that revolves around clean eating. And she is Barbara Blank. Welcome to the show, Barbara. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Me too. So I want you to just tell our listeners a little bit about what you do with your company, what what is your company? Did you start off straight out of high school doing this or what was your degree and how did how did you get to the where you are now? Yeah, so I started Clean Creations actually when I was 23 years old. I had graduated from Southeastern with an art degree wow. because I really didn't, when I went into college, I didn't really fully know what I wanted to do. I'm, I'm still really passionate about art and design and it's helped me out because I do a lot of graphic design for the company. now. Yeah. So I get to utilize it pretty often, but I graduated from college and really just at that time was getting very involved in the health and wellness industry. And I just felt really pulled in that direction and so passionate about it. And so I started personal training and I was a group fitness instructor Um, that kind of led me into competing and I was managing a gym. And so I was competing in the bodybuilding world. So I was at that time, an IFBB bikini pro, and I was competing professionally with really strict dieting and learned that side of it. Mm -hmm. And my personal training clients and group fitness clients were always struggling with eating healthy. It was just, I could see it. So it was so often that people would stop me and say, I just can't seem to find healthy options that are convenient. So my husband and I, well, he was my boyfriend at the time. (laughs) We started cooking out of our house. We started cooking healthy meals and plating them and delivering them to five. We had maybe two or three clients and we were like, oh my gosh, we've got like, at one time we had, in the beginning, we had 10 clients and we were like, dang, this is amazing. We got 10 people. We were so proud of that. Yeah. Man, this could really be a business. So we just continuously grew it. And as we grew it, I just started see, to see the need grow more and more for what we were doing. And at that time, nobody was really doing meal prep. It wasn't a thing. Now you see sure. lots of meal prep companies, lots of meal kit companies, none of yeah, that really sure. existed. So, and especially in our area, right. eating was kind of like, uh. yeah. and I, I feel like we have made an impact in our community. I, I feel like we could make a, hu- a lot more of an impact. I'm still on this mission of helping to change people's lives with clean eating, but that's been our mission with since day one. And it's still our mission to this day. So we've been out here for a while. I'm 36 now, married, two kids. Wow. And still really very passionate about changing our community and, and the way that we look at eating and really helping people to heal and yeah. helping people to learn what really makes them feel good. And yeah, it's been, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be something if people came to new Orleans, not to eat all this like rich and decadent food that is so bad for you. And they came to eat clean. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? I know. I I really think it. Yeah. I just think it's like 
so interesting when people think about clean eating, they don't necessarily relate it to oh, that tastes good. Sometimes you'll hear people say, oh, I know this is healthy because it tastes healthy. But what do you think about that? And do you have any products that you're like, oh, this, this thing is so good and it is healthy. That's maybe changed your kids or, or your husband's like, oh, wow, I'll eat this. Yeah. I mean, that's really how we got started, right? Because in the beginning, my husband was in construction. And so all the guys that he kind of worked with were so like- was mine. Oh yeah. So, I mean, they, they were stopping at Subway majority of the time. And so yes. I was cooking a lot at that time. I was testing out a lot of different recipes and I would go and deliver it to them when they were on a job site. Wow. And all the guys that were working for him were like, man, this is absolutely delicious. They loved it. And so, and these were guys who were the ones who were like, I don't eat healthy, healthy, sure, sure, sure. not really my thing. And so, and we weren't really like saying, Oh, try this healthy meal. We were just like, Hey, here's some lunch. Of course they're going to eat whatever free food. So, right. but they were shocked because they were like, this is healthy. I'm like, yes, this is clean. This is clean eating at its best. So that's really how we got started. But what I've learned, and I just got certified for, to be a health coach through Integrative Institute of Nutrition, which oh, is wow. Congrats. Yes, functional. yes. Thank you so much. It's been uh, such a, an amazing program and I've learned so much. So it's really awesome to have that now. But I, I, what I've learned is that people have these hardcore limiting beliefs around their food. A lot of it's passed down from like what our parents have said about food and what our grandparents have said about food. And that limiting belief of clean eating is not, or healthy food does not taste good. Right. That's all it really is. It's just a limiting belief that's stopping us from 100%. enjoying the nutrient dense, yeah. delicious meals that you can create. And that is so nourishing to the body. It does not have to be bland. It does not have to be boring. It can taste really, really good. I have a meal right here. I can actually speak yeah. about it. see one of my favorite ones. Yeah, got. we'd love to see. So this is a Baja shrimp bowl. This is, we use Louisiana Gulf shrimp. I have- nice. A local shrimp purveyor. He's at, well, you probably know he's at a Venice. So, oh, nice around your neck of the woods. Um, that's well, great. Know, Venice and cut off. Well, Venice is a little bit more east, but Venice, I mean, it's, it's all the shrimp, I'm sure, are like hanging around the same waters around cut off <laughs> and yeah. Venice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. So, he's a local shrimp purveyor. His name is Jeff Drury. And nice. um, he's a third generation shrimperman. And so he's catching these lo Louisiana Gulf shrimp. They're not sitting in the iodine and all the other things. Sure, so sure. Clean, super important. Super clean. Yeah, for sure. And so this Baja shrimp bowl is Louisiana Gulf shrimp. We make a kind of cowboy caviar with black beans and corn. It's over a Mexican rice that we make with a, a sofrito. So peppers and onions and lots of antioxidant ingredients. And then we have a little Chipotle ranch with it. And we make everything from scratch here. So in wow. all of our cooking processes and everything that we do, we're using olive oil. So we're not adding any inflammatory refined oils to our meals. Which right. That's important. Very, very important. Very underestimated. Very yes. underestimated. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And nobody is really doing that. I mean, I, I've, I have yet to seen another restaurant even say, what, we're not going to use refined oil anymore. And these are the ingredients that are highly inflammatory and they're causing all kinds of issues for people right. because they're consuming them on a daily basis right. and they're sneaky because they're in everything. So yeah, they're so sneaky. When we, we just got back from Europe a few months ago and interestingly, I found so many, even potato chips that were olive oil based and not canola oil. 
And whereas I went to the to Walmart the other day just to scan the shelf of the the potato chips, I could not find one potato chip that canola oil or corn oil were not used on. I yeah. usually can find like one. I can usually find a boulder chip or something yeah, with boulder. avocado oil or something. Walmart had nothing. Yeah. Whereas in Europe, it was like 80% of the chips on the shelf were either avocado oil or olive oil. I was totally impressed. But yes, inflammatory oils, highly underestimated, especially in this country. I mean, my, my question is like, and I, I I hear that story all the time. I'm sure all of the listeners who are listening, if you've been to Europe or if you've been to other countries, a friend of mine just went to Croatia for a couple of weeks over the summer. One of my marketing people, he lives in Argentina and he was literally laughing at, at not laughing, but just kind of chuckling to himself over the fact that like we have grass fed meat and like not grass fed meat. He's like, well, <laughs> in Europe, in Argentina, where he is, there is yeah. only grass-fed meat. Like, yeah. there's no alternative. And my girlfriend who went to Croatia over the summer was saying how strict their culture is around the foods that they're eating. And so it's like, they seem to have this this figured out. Right. Uh, right. And even to the, to the note of, there's a lot of ingredients that are banned in other countries that are yes. literally everything that we're eating. We cannot just close our eyes and pretend like this is not happening. Right. And right. I mean, I personally think that our health, not necessarily our healthcare system, but the pharmaceutical companies are out to keep us ill. I mean, right. it's just there's no other reason that this is so prominent. And there's no other reason why this exists. And so it's really up to us now and and people like yourself. And sure. listeners who are listening to this right now to stand up for their health and wellness and start asking questions and yeah. start learning more and start arming yourself with the knowledge to protect yourself. Right. If we get curious about what's in our food and we start saying, well, hey, like I'm dealing with this, this, and this, could it be caused by what I'm eating? Could it yeah. be that my child is suffering with X, Y, and Z because of the foods that they're eating? The answer is Yes. So yeah. we have to really stand up and just, we have to take ownership of our health and wellness at this point, because if we don't, no one else is going to do it for us. Our doctors are maxed out. They don't have the time to investigate the root cause. Functional medicine doctors are wonderful, but they're super expensive. And a lot of people can't afford that route. Sure. So it's really up to us to, to find answers. Yeah. Yeah, I really feel like you bring up an interesting point. And what I just keep hearing in the back of my mind is like, we just need to change this food culture. We need to change what is acceptable to like the baseline core requirements for people to eat. We need to make it where it's easily accessible, more easier to prepare, things like that. And then honestly, companies like yours just makes it so much better for people to to say, hey, like, I don't have time to do this. Okay, let me just go to Clean Creations and get my meal prepped already for me. It's just, it's so, it's so important to have people like you out there so again love 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 what y'all are doing for our city are y'all are y'all doing it for any other cities in the surrounding areas deliveries yeah so we we deliver to baton rouge we deliver to the north shore great we deliver all over new orleans so but yeah so we, we're trying to make it as accessible as possible we we don't ship only because our meals are fresh they're prepared fresh and packaged fresh and so from what i've kind of seen it's just and the shipping is is a little it's tricky 
but just because of the nature of the meal, we do deliver it fresh right to the customer's home. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, in the convenience and I, I know if anybody that has small kids and or doctors and physicians are so busy, they're so busy. There's no time for the home cooked meals anymore, which would be ideal, but it's just not realistic for most people. So we really provide that home cooked meal. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trust me, I'm in the background making sure that all <laughs> that we're using are clean. We're only using olive oil. We just switched over to organic chicken. We're making changes in our business constantly. And we're always evolving to try to put out the cleanest, most nutrient dense meal that we can. So people don't have to think about it. They can know that when they eat a meal from clean creations, we've got your back. Right. Right. I love that. Yeah. And even if people do love cooking, at least it takes the pressure off of every single meal that they're preparing. Uh, now, what about, you said you had kids. We don't have kids yet, but we're planning on this. What are some different things that you feed your kids that are either from Clean Creations or just some go-to recipes or, or things like that that you could talk about here to our listeners? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. My kid, I, I feel like everybody can relate to this. Kids are rough, man. They, <laughs> they are rough. I mean, I will cook a delicious dinner. I'm so proud of it, feeling really good about myself. <laughs> and they will just straight up be like, my two-year-old says, gusting for disgusting. <laughs> this, is, this is gusting. I'm like, oh, great. That's good. You That's know, I mean, they will just straight up bring you right back down to reality. So it, <laughs> even though like we really don't keep a lot of junk food in our house at all. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the almond sure. mom. Okay. So <laughs> for for kids, I think it's about balance. I'm not, I'm not the crazy mom to like, my kids can never, I, I definitely don't ever stop and get them fast food. I'm just not going to do that. But they have some processed foods here and there. I will say this, I do saute broccoli. And I put olive oil on it. And there's a seasoning that I use that follow me on Instagram, you guys, if you're listening at Barb Wellness, because I post a lot of this stuff on there. The yeah. crazy antics of my household, but they do. I'm going to go look for that seasoning. Yeah, <laughs> they make, they, I make the sauteed broccoli and they do love that. But my, my five-year-old refuses to eat a sandwich for lunch. So it's basically, I make, I call it kid shoot, kid chewdery. So it's like a kid charcuterie board for lunch oh, nice. every day with veggies and fruit. And they do love fruit. So I think as a parent, one of the best things you can do is, let yourself have some freedom. Okay. So it's, it's not about feeling all that pressure and holding on to that constantly. Take a deep breath and know that your kids are going to be fine at the end of the day, but optimize the stuff that the healthy stuff that they do like. So if you see, like for me, I know that my kids love fruit, so maybe they're not eating as many vegetables as I would like them to eat, but I'll try to put fruit in the meal. Even if it's dinner, I'm like, Hey, does anybody want watermelon and stuff like that? So I'll try to increase the stuff that actually does work. So Right. And there's great brands out there now, like Simple Mills and oh, lots of, Mills. yeah, lots of brands now that are on the same mission as we are as a company that I can put stuff in their lunch and that I yeah. feel good about. So. Yeah, makes sense. So what would you think is, or for you personally, is the hardest part about keeping clean eating priority in your life? I've, I've really gotten to the point, and this is a very honest answer. I've gotten to the point where it is not difficult for me. It right. isn't. I, I love that. Never, ever. There's never a time where I'm like, man, I just want to stop and get fast food right now. There really is not a time that I feel that way. And it is because 
I have gotten to a place in my life and this is what I wish for everybody that I right. honor my body so much and everything I do is optimized for longevity. And I, I, I really take that very seriously that it's not even worth it to me to yeah. eat processed foods or fast food. It's not even worth it to me to drink a soft drink. I, right. I know the way it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I'm so in tune to that and I'm used to feeling good, and inflamed (laughs) yeah feeling energized just happy like such enthusiasm with life yeah Uh, that's yes so it it is not difficult for me and I I think everybody can really get to that point sure sure I agree it's a lot more in reach than people think it is people think feeling that way and never craving bad food and never craving all this stuff is so out of reach and so far from where they are it's not all it takes some minor small changes consistently over time every yeah. single day a little small change a little a little improvement agree and you will get to that place much faster than you think you will and i think that is a big problem too is that people oftentimes don't make the lifestyle changes because they feel like it's just overwhelming and it's like it's a mountain that they need to climb yeah. but i'm telling you i'm here to tell you like there's people out there like us who will help you on this journey. And it's so much more feasible than you may think. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And I thought one of the biggest compliments about fast eating fast foods and eating clean foods was was from my husband, whenever he said, we were talking a few months ago about if he wanted to get some food on the go, I think we were traveling at some point. And he, he made the comment, I don't want to stop and get fast food because I know how it makes me feel. And I was like, I was like, whoa, shut the front door. I was like, this is incredible. Like he even notices a difference and it really is so different. Like I'll notice, like if I don't know what I'm eating at a restaurant or something, my nose will start running or my my rings get tight at the end of the day. I'm like, oh, I must have eaten something inflammatory. Maybe there was inflammatory oils or something in there that is not sitting well with me. And I think once you start eating clean and anti-inflammatory foods, you really start to notice that your body is like an alert system. It gives you little signals. And I feel like the older we get, the less, like we we can't bounce back like we did when we were in our twenties. And so there's the little things that change and make our gut see things. Then our whole system kind of has an alert system is like, Hey, that wasn't right. And so you, you start to feel it a little bit and you get more in tune with your body. So I totally appreciate that you recognize that too and, and, and can see that in your life as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I think it's, you are right. I think we have, we've gotten into this culture of like not being in, in tune with our own bodies. And yeah. If we stop and really listen to what we need, our bodies will tell you. And I ask a lot of my clients and health coaching clients is, what do you need to heal? And if Mm -hmm. you stop to even think about that for a second, people might say, I need to quit my job. (laughs) Well, that's that's probably (laughs) the answer. Honestly, that's probably the answer for you to actually heal. And so it takes some practice to listen, to listen in on those, those red flags, but our body is telling us, our body is telling us a lot of times what it needs. It's just, it's practicing like a muscle. Right. Right. Practicing that muscle of listening and stopping and honoring 
our needs, you know. Totally. Now, speaking of practicing for a longer period of time, what would you tell sort of your younger self, your college self to start practicing good routines, knowing which now, what would you tell her? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I... (laughs) Probably drank a little bit too much alcohol, <laughs> stayed up way too late, didn't optimize sleep, all the things that any college age right, person right. would do. I, I really can't, I, I, even then though, I think I was still on the healthier-ish side and I started really getting into exercise at that point. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Maybe lay off the alcohol. I think that would be the biggest. <laughs> I don't even drink anymore now, but so that's looking great. back, I'm like, yeah, drink a little less. Yeah. Drink more water. <laughs> more water. Now, something I always ask um, my interview or interviewees at the end is because I, I like to bring it back to what can we do in the healthcare space? And I think you are starting to get your foot in on this, which I, when I spoke to you earlier about it, what can we do from a hospital standpoint that maybe we could take back to healthcare administration to say, hey, here's some practical ways that we can change to make things easier for the healthcare providers, the clinicians, the nurses, the doctors, anybody who's taking care of patients inside a hospital, how can we make it easier for them to set up the framework to be able to eat healthier while you're at work? I mean, I think it really comes down to resources. I do think that our healthcare professionals want to eat better. I think so too. But one thing I will say is the hospitals need to stop providing so much bad food constantly. I mean, I, okay. So I stayed in the hospital with my second daughter for six weeks because I was, I was on antepartum long story, but I was in the hospital for a long time. And during that time I was seeing food trucks come through constantly to feed the nurses. And it was tacos and I mean, donuts and all this really bad food. This, the, the, the hospitals have got to make that change Agreed. and stop feeding their employees junk. If are we, if we're expecting our healthcare professionals to tell the patients to eat healthier and they're going to stop at a food truck and get a, a quesadilla that's like fried right. or whatever it may be, then like there's a disconnect there. Sure. So it starts with the, the powers that be to say like, okay, we're going to have catered food, but it's going to be some big, beautiful salads or some grain bowls or some big trays of fresh fruit or parfaits or something that's clean. And until that happens, then it's, I don't think there's a massive disconnect. All these people are, majority of people people are in the hospital. I would say, I I don't know what the statistic is. You probably know, but they're there because of lifestyle choices. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big part of it. So if we're trying to change that and I was just reading I can't remember what it, my husband sent me the article but it was like we could save a trillion dollars if we would start practicing food as medicine yeah I agree <laughs> I just think food food can be the best medicine for you if you're making the right selections and I think it would be really helpful. And maybe the New Orleans area hospital administrators are listening to this podcast that they hear and say, hey, we want some clean creation kiosks in our hospital. (laughs) Yeah, look, I mean, and we cater too. we cater. So we will provide I mean, look, I will go to the ends of the earth to make the impact that is needed in this community. 
but it's going to start with the people that work in the hospital. Once right. they start saying, Mm-mm, we don't want this. Right. Y'all are the voice. Y'all sure. You're are right. Voice. You're right. So y'all have, I mean, it's the nurses and the doctors and the people that work in the hospital who are going to have to put their foot down and say, listen, this is not the options that we want any longer. We want to feel good. We want to feel energized. We want to be nourished and we're not eating all this processed refined food. Right. Right. We want to set a better example for our patients. So let's start promoting wellness from within. I love that. And I love doing that with the people that are around me and with my clients too. Good job. Love, <laughs> love, love to teach them that. And eventually I think people will start to realize one way or another, whether they have a health scare or they see some colleagues that are going through this, people will start to realize how important food is and, and how we, we definitely need to clean our lives up. For sure. If you are listening right now, I just want you to realize you have to advocate for yourself. You have a voice and it will be heard, but it's going to take a lot of us. It's yeah. going to take many of us. And this is where it starts. It starts with conversations like this. It starts with realizations. It starts with people really advocating for themselves. But please know that you hold the power. Right. So and don't stop talking about it because... Yeah. Even when you think that, oh, maybe I should just not mention this. Maybe should, maybe it's only important to me. It is important to everyone. And the more you speak up and the more you talk about it, the more it'll be a normalized culture to say, no, that's just not what we eat at this hospital. That's not Mm -hmm. what we eat during this lunch hour. That's not what, let's say we're getting a catered meal. We're not getting, you know, Chick-fil-A. So I like, don't want to say bad things. I know, know. but every uh, once in a while, that's okay, but not exactly. As long as you're practicing the 80, 20 lifestyle, that's fine. But I would venture to say there's more inflammatory meals than anti-inflammatory meals served during your common lunch situation. I agree. I agree. Well, it was such a pleasure meeting you and having you on the show. I will feature your in the podcast notes about how you can get in touch with Clean Creations and to far follow Barbara on her social media journey as well. If you live in the New Orleans area and you want to get a meal catered, or if you're in a hospital and you want to have more Clean Creations all around you at the hospital, please reach out to her or reach out to me and I will connect you. And I just appreciate what you're doing. And if you're you're listening and you're in a different city, if you're in New York, Austin, wherever you are, and you're like, wow, that seems like a cool business idea, then do it. Do it. We need more people like Barbara in this world. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and follow the podcast. And I just thank you so much, Barbara, for being with us today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this uplifting journey through whole body optimism. We really hope you found today's episode as enlightening and inspiring as we did. Remember, optimism isn't just a state of mind. It's a way of life. And you have the power to shape your own destiny. Be sure to follow us on this podcast and on Instagram and Facebook to learn more about some practical and simple tips to find whole body optimism.